0: This week on Aliens Explored, we will be looking into the life and times of Albert K. Bender, the man credited with founding the short-lived International Flying Saucer Bureau. Was the sudden dissolution of the first major civilian UFO club precipitated by a visit from men dressed in black, as Bender would claim many years after the event? Join us on Aliens Explored as we delve into the never fully explained mystery. Please consider signing up for our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash aliens explored for the extremely modest sum of two English pounds a month and help us to keep on doing what we're doing.
1: And I'm Neil
0: Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well, and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it?
1: Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Aliens Explored, your weekly podcast looking at ufos uaps flying saucers all manner of craft the inhabitants within those craft we think and sometimes the people who studied them as well i am one of your hosts Stu jackson and i'm your other host neil kelly hi Stu. how's
0: it going neil it's going very well thank you how are you
1: yeah, I'm I'm doing okay, thanks. I'm doing okay. I've been meaning Good. to ask: Are you uh, you back with Mister Monopoly now?
0: I I am. Yes. Um. I was on. Uh, I was on yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um. For the second time, and uh, I've I've got a, a big. I've got a long day tomorrow. <laughs> That's an entire week's work tomorrow. I'm doing a test game for the new new in, intake of uh, of of tokens. These are the people who play the battleship or the racing car or the boot or the thimble or whatever. Um, and then I'm doing, I'm doing Mr. Monopoly for all the games for the rest of that day. I'm the only Mr. Monopoly in the house that day. So, but that that's it pretty much. Right. So um, for a while.
1: Right. Because are You I, enjoying
0: got, it? I am. I do like it, and I think um, it's far more sustainable long term now that I'm only doing it on a part-time step-in-when-they-need-me kind of basis um, when I was doing it full-time PAYE yeah there w- there wasn't a very good work-life balance because I'd ha- tend to have to leave to go to work at about 11 o'clock in the morning that so kind of limits what you can do in the morning and then I wouldn't get back until I don't know nine ten in the evening so you kind of can't really do anything and when that's five or six days a week it kind of it kind of wears on you a bit, so I did that for a year, doing five or six days a week. Um, now I'm just doing it a few, and I, I know that um, the new Mister Monopolies who have replaced me and the others who left, they want to reduce their their commitment. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy nice. to fill in the fill in the gaps. So right. it's a nice little learner, and. One thing I can't emphasise important importantly enough, I mean I know any actors out there will, will 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 be feeling this. They pay promptly, they pay you every week <laughs> for your work. You know, I'm I'm owed a grand for other work that I've done since I last broke the Mr. Monopoly screening work. Been been paid for very little of the work that I've actually done. Mm. So yes. you know
1: it, Oh, it, it can it, take months.
0: Yeah, I mean the the legal yeah. the legal requirement is 90 days, I believe. Um for a couple of jobs I have I mean they'll say well, you know, we can't pay you until so and so pays us and they can't pay us until so and so pays them and so and you're kind of at the end of a long chain of payments. Um but I've actually been paid on the 90th day. So I think yeah, that wasn't that wasn't mm. just by coincidence that they managed to get the money just in time. They held on to that until they knew it was the 90th day. Um, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I, I can understand if there was something like five or 10 percent interest on their on their bank accounts um, that, that actually they would they would be able to cream off a little bit by by withholding payment for a while. But there isn't interest rates on, on bank accounts Something like 0.1 on there. You get you know a pound interest for every thousand pounds you hold for a year. So yeah, it's really not worth it. <laughs>
1: anyway, this Anyway. Neil's uh, rant about the financial <laughs> Yeah. System.
0: So how have you been?
1: <laughs> yes. I've I've been I've been good, thank you. And keeping uh, well, getting payments promptly. Well. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm very lucky. Um most of the companies I work with do pay very, very like within mm. a couple of days, some of them. Mm. Uh, really very lucky. Anyway, this is not what we're here to talk about. We're not here to talk about our finances. We're not. We're We're here to talk about a uh, very significant figure in ufology, I would say. Albert K. Bender. Mm. Was
0: the uh, the robot in Futurama named after him?
1: Do you know what? I've wondered that myself. (laughs) Not that I'm aware of. But I mean you I mean I, I know, know that because Bender, yeah, that drama, sort of does he does actually bend things, but uh mm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's quite possible. Uh wouldn't put it past. Um yeah, so Albert K. Bender was the founder of the International Flying Saucer Bureau. Mm, um,
0: the very short lived back- international flying source of very short
1: lived uh, yeah he founded it in 1950 I mean he'd always had an let's talk about the, the man himself first mm. um, so he'd always had this interest with the supernatural um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah he was in World War two um, although he was uh, I, I was gonna no there's nothing wrong with this at all but he was a dental technician so I don't I suspect he didn't see a great deal of fighting. Um, um, I, I would guess not. Um, actually, he
0: enrolled in the United States Army Air Corps, so I imagine, yeah, um, dental technicians didn't often go up in bombers or or whatever. Yeah, he served, he's stationed no. at Fort George G. Meade as a dental technician, later transferred to Langley, Virginia. And we know what's in Langley, Virginia, don't we? But uh, he worked there as a clerk for the dental centre... And became editor for an army newspaper in Langley. Yeah. And of course we associate Langley with the CIA, don't
1: we? We do indeed. Um Yeah, I mean yeah, so my, my grandfather, uh when he was in World War two, he he was a cook. Um, hmm. but he did see fighting, you know, so maybe he did maybe he didn't. What um, was that not, uh, not, uh, un-
0: unintentional? I mean no. Yeah. I mean, there, there, yeah, are, there are people a, who saw a really fighting. Bad cook. <laughs> yeah, that, who only really <laughs> there was um, um was it Michael Ryan who wrote that fabulous? Is a it's a bio, uh, an autobiography, a book called How I Won the War. I think it's autobiographical, but uh, one of the things he says is, um, you know, if you want to earn the Victoria Cross, which is, um, I, I guess it's like the American Medal of Honor or the Gold Star, it's it, it's the highest, the highest award for gallantry if if you want to win the victoria cross for fighting against overwhelming enemy <laughs> overwhelming odds of the enemy what you need first of all you need a good colonel who will give you a good write up for fighting against those L- overwhelming odds and you need an idiot general who puts you in a situation where you end up fighting overwhelming <laughs> odds <laughs>
1: Sounds right. Well, I mean yeah. that we're aware of Albert K. Bender didn't win any such um um such medals himself, but uh but yeah, he, he came out like you say, he he um he wrote for the newspapers and um hmm. yeah, nineteen fifty two this is when the International Flying Saucer Bureau, the IFSB, uh, hmm. was set up. Uh he was he was working I think, for a, a store at the time. Um, and this, But this has significance because this was the first major civilian UFO society. Hmm. Um, the first first major one to be... You had little, like, you know, groups of people like a book reading club would meet up, but this was the first major one. Did, are there any figures
0: members. out on, on how many members they had or what stories they'd published about UFOs or...?
1: Uh there was about four hundred members. Um I don't have anything specific about uh what was published in it. But yeah, it was about four hundred members hmm. um round the round the nation. Um but like you said, it didn't um it didn't last very long. Whilst it did, one one thing I am aware of that he he that, that Albert uh set up, which I I thought was really nice. Was an attempt to reach out psychically to um, these these alien visitors um, by getting all the members at this same particular time on this particular date to uh, to all sort of think and channel this particular phrase, hmm. which starts off and it it. it it made me chuckle a bit when I first saw it because it's a phrase I'm very familiar with. It starts off, calling occupants of interplanetary craft. Now, mm. anyone who remembers the carpenters from the 1970s <laughs> would know there is a song by that name. Mm. Now, it wasn't it wasn't the carpenters who first did that song. That was a cover. Um mm. and it was a cover from 1976. Uh, a band, Scottish band, called Klaatu. Now, Klaatu Klaatu. was the alien visitor from The Day the Earth Stood Still. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So there's a lot lot going on there. But they originally wrote the song, but they wrote the song based on Albert K. Bender's, like, missive to communicate with... They
0: they didn't base it on the movie (laughs) The
1: Day the Earth Stood Still. (laughs) No, just the name of their band was based oh, on. Gee, that. when when was the day the Earth stood still? It, it was oh nineteen fifties nineteen. Yeah, i wondered, Yeah, I need to 40s. look this up. Yeah, um, 50s. It was black and white, so yeah. Yeah, uh, sorry. Um, I just
0: I'm I'm seeing a timeline here, and I'm wondering if this had anything
1: to do with it. I'm just gonna the day. I... I think it was just perhaps coincidence that. Well, maybe not coincidence. Maybe it was like you know driven by a particular interest. Nineteen 19- okay.
0: yeah. Here's here's the timeline I'm looking at, which to me is suspicious. Um, <laughs> the Day the Earth stood still, with that yeah. message with its inter- interplanetary craft,
1: oh, came out that's not part of the day the earth stood still. That's not in the day the earth stood still, calling Interplanetary no. okay. craft. Clartu was one of the alien beings.
0: Yeah, he was the, the big robot. It was the and big so robot. 1976. Yes. A band naming themselves after that robot. After the big
1: robot took Albert K. Bender's message and turned it into a song. Yes.
0: Which yeah. was then covered by the Carpenters. Which was then covered um, by the Carpenters. That's who where who actually today. who actually made it into a hit. No, what what I'm seeing here is a bunch of things that happened very very quickly together. 1951. The day the Earth stood still comes out. Featuring an alien who we might well want to make contact with because this guy's he's he's arrived on Earth to tell us, listen, um, now that you're dabbling with nuclear weapons, we, we, we feel we've kind of got to step in because you're 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 too warlike to have such power. 1952, the following year, um, Albert K. Bender forms the International Flying Saucer Bureau. The following year, he suddenly shuts it down. Nineteen fifty-three. Yes. Um, and then the year after that, he gets married. So okay. was it? he's yeah. You know, he met this woman who said, "Stop this nonsense." I mean, I know it said. Ah. I really. She believed that, that she had also been visited by supernatural personages. Yes. But I just wonder. Yeah, you know, is this? Yeah, you, know, you started up this thing. The International Flying Saucer Bureau, and then you meet some woman and fall in love and say, oh, and she says this is
1: all a bit silly, and he said, yes, Okay. My dear, and then closes let's, it down. Let's talk about why he shut it down. Um had nothing to do with him getting married. <laughs> I bet he, he did. <laughs> well, uh, he would say something different. So um mm. in March of nineteen fifty three, um Albert K. Bender, Bender was visited by three people, I'll use the term loosely, um, that we would now describe as Men in Black, although that wasn't a phrase at the time.
0: OK, interesting that there's three of them. Aren't there usually
1: two? Uh, or one? That sometimes are, but um, actually no, three is, a, is not uncommon. Uh, Isn't it's it? In black, but okay. It's not uncommon. Two is also not uncommon, but um, yeah, three
0: is is not. Yeah, it happens. Uh, and most it happens. of the the, the incidents I've read up on since we've started doing this is either just been one, or sometimes two. So this this is the first I've heard of three.
1: One is very rare.
0: Is it? Oh, well, very okay. rare. I yeah. we had a few where yeah. where people have had this guy turned up who looked a bit weird and told them, you know. Mm-hmm watch
1: it usually two usually two or three um but okay they they spoke to him telepathically mhm um they gave him a metal disc mm-hmm. and lots of information about where ufo's are actually coming from and their purpose and do we still have that, that nature do we still have that information Was the disc available no no he did not um uh, no, the the disc itself. So they gave him this copper disc, which hmm. once he took it, evaporated. That's and This was kind of like it? Uh, <laughs> uh, a uh Did it car. burn a hole through his hand as it did? Nope. no, nope, it didn't. Fair. It just it it turned sort of greenish and looked like it was corroding. It was a, it was a copper disc, yeah, it hmm. turned greenish, corroded, and
0: disappeared oh so once again we're left without any physical evidence
1: what a what a shame yeah. so it's it <laughs> so
0: unlucky aren't we it's always i mean he did write a book about it didn't he he wrote um it
1: did later write a flying
0: book. saucers and the three men yes published in 1962
1: yes well that's quite an interesting aspect to it itself so he didn't speak about that well let's talk about the, the aftermath of this. So shortly after um being visited by these three people, mm. uh he became quite ill, didn't eat for three days. Um mm-hmm. and he was left with headaches and nausea and um really quite but now I would I would look at that and suggest possibly radiation poisoning. That's or what I it would possibly sounds suggest... like symptoms of Um, Barker who published
0: his book um, speculated that Bender's experience was only a dream that he might have already been ill and having these feverish dreams
1: there's that Um, epilepsy I believe can also uh, explain Mm. some of it Um, there are a number of possible Mm. explanations Um, but he didn't speak about this event for nine years And then he put it in his book.
0: Okay. didn't he explain it to the other members of the International Flying Saucer Bureau that that was why he was shutting down? He just said, no. "No." He just shut it down. Um, I'm going to shut it down, get married, and go off to manage a a motel in California.
1: Mm. Apparently. Yes. Not all at once, but yes. (laughs) Okay. He ended up running a motel in California. That that took some time uh, before that happened.
0: Right. Okay. Didn't happen. It night. didn't just,
1: yeah. It just, <laughs> right I'm shutting it down and getting married tomorrow and the day after I'm moving to California to a motel. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. It was, it was rather more... how I'm kind of seeing it. <laughs> okay. I mean, there was... He did have a second visitation as well. Yes. So beyond the first one. Uh, However, these were, I'm going to use the phrase, non-corporeal, it would seem. He said they were floating above the floor. Yes, these shadow um, Mm. people. Now, interestingly, some of the early stories of Men in Black are people who are basically shadow people who can walk through walls and um, are more ethereal, Mm. the original Kind of earlier stories of Men in Black, this actually more fits the image. Um, what what, do, but what they, doesn't? Yeah, sorry. Well, they they claimed in this visitation that um, when they do come and visit the the planet, they inhabit the bodies of people they've captured. Um, they capture people from Earth
0: and use their bodies to disguise themselves. Well, that body wouldn't be able to walk through walls, would it? It would just be this sort of clumsy, no. lumbering...
1: No, but you put that together with uh, people and when they talk about abduction as a missing time and things like that. Hmm. You know, I don't know. I I wonder. I'm speculating. But I'm wondering if there is a connection... Between mm. those two. He called them the silencers. Because mm. they, they had job already was to read silence the...
0: him. Yeah. He planned to reveal his findings in the October issue of Space Review, but before the issue was published, Bender was visited by the three men dressed in black who had already read the unpublished report and confirmed his findings. Um mm-hmm. And then they scared Bender to the point where he did not publish it but left a warning we advise those engaged in sorcerer work to please be very cautious mm. well, he then yes. su- suspended publishing on his publication and dissolved the
1: IFSB you see i'm i'm looking at this and you know the the warning to be cautious not so much as a threat but we have to look at the when we talk about like disclosure and you know if tomorrow the the if 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 biden suddenly announced yes we're in touch with um you know with aliens and look here's one landing on the the white house lawn now mm. um the the world would be in utter chaos and that would cost numerous lives um you know there'd be <sighs> religions would be in uproar the stock markets would be in uproar you know everyone's kind of world view would be turned completely on its head and yeah that that you end up with you know all sorts of horrendous things happening um globally so they can't do that um it has to be a gradual conditioning and yeah would back in the really 1950s to just say a visit, yeah a visitation it would. from another
0: planet absolutely it would um certainly, yeah religions might get a bit um a bit put out that uh, <laughs> you yeah, given that their their philosophy is based on us being the only ones god's the, chosen the ones and then we suddenly meet people. people
1: on this planet their entire world view everything they believed they knew about life would be turned on its head the
0: thing you know an, an awful I, I think most people will accept that there is life out in the cosmos somewhere of some some kind
1: yeah maybe not pushed, maybe not it's an abstract not advanced life position no, but that's an abstract thing anyway. Even advanced life, yeah, but that's like on other planets. That's you know, that's not here now. That's not mm. stood in front of me, you know. Yeah, um, but
0: would it, I'm thinking of myself? Would it really? Um, would it really upset my worldview? Think, oh no, still is right. But oh, you're wonder an individual. What's, I wonder what's <laughs> going to happen next. I mean, would it cause any more panic than a, 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 a war scare? You yes. know, we, we get wars breaking Multiple out that have the potential to become nuclear wars, um, particularly the war in Ukraine at the moment, wars in the Middle East. I mean, that's, yeah, I don't think the... That's
1: the point. We're used to the, wars. We're accustomed we're, to we're wars. We're used to wars. our normal human life, you know. But something like this... Yeah... Yeah, absolutely.
0: I'd be interested to know what our listeners think about that. How would you react to a, <laughs> a flying saucer landing on the White House lawn and say, "Yeah, we've been here for years." You know, and by the way, we've
1: got we got a few um instructions for you. I'd be I'd be very keen to hear that myself. Mm. However, I think the The majority of our listeners are people with an interest in ufology already. And When you've got an interest, you become much more readily conditioned to the concept of it. Um, I think the vast majority of people out there don't have that level of, I won't say interest, but that level of knowledge that most of our listeners, I would suggest, have. So yeah, I would that, say that's a, a different demographic.
0: But I, I would imagine there are very few people who, for instance, wouldn't watch a sci-fi movie featuring aliens, either either very dangerous, hostile ones or friendly ones. They kind of go along with it. There's not many people who say, "Oh, I'm not watching this rubbish. It's no such thing." And you know, I, don't know. I mean, but I'm sure there are movie. some people. But yeah, there's some. It's a movie, but it's it's projecting an an idea as what well, you've suggested, maybe this is part of our conditioning, and get us used to the idea of it. But uh, uh-huh. yeah, most people most people will watch a, a, a movie involving extraterrestrials and, and be prepared to be to su- suspend any disbelief they might have but while you, they watch the movie. But do you
1: think that everyone who was frightened by the movie Exorcist over the years, um, that they truly, in their heart of hearts, they... Don't just believe, but they know for a fact that demonic possession is real i mean i i don't personally don't believe it is but, uh, uh, but yeah there are that's there are the, a minority. That's the difference. Uh, we're not talking about belief, we are talking about absolute knowledge they' are a minority but but most people have been frightened by the exorcist, haven't they so yeah i means, mean so they i i've been <laughs> told believe in.
0: Psychologically watching a horror film and being frightened is very good for you. Yes. It gives you a kind of catharsis and it gives you this kind of build up of tension and then the release and and yeah it's a it's a healthy experience like riding a roller coaster it's exciting. And yes. uh, yeah. It's gives and, a and, 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 and in a completely safe environment. Of course yeah, there will yeah there'll always be one or two people who can't handle it who mm. it might have a long-term detrimental effect
1: on but again a tiny minority but that's the that that's the difference we're talking about we're talking about an abstract concept you know having a an effect on us and absolute knowledge it it'd be it would be like with you, you and I we're both we're both atheists hmm. yeah yes we it are would be sorry to foremost. our american listeners
0: we <laughs> we
1: are I'm, I'm sure we've got american listeners who are atheists as well mm. that, that's fine um but it would be like to us God suddenly actually appearing. Yeah. Well, that's, that's saying, fine. I mean, yes, there it's all true. You know, but we, I, I, you're mean, saying I mean, I th- wouldn't. That no, would okay. make you question everything about your life.
0: No, because atheism <laughs> isn't isn't a system of belief. I mean, if if I was a theist, if I was a Christian or whatever, I believe in certain things and I accept these things as absolutely true despite the lack of evidence or any convincing evidence for me. So, it's basically just um yeah, I don't believe it because there's no evidence for it. If suddenly there was irrefutable evidence, I'd say, "Okay, right, fine. Well, yeah, then uh I believe you, but that's never happened. Um, And I think it's the same with UFOs. (laughs) You know, a lot of people, yeah, don't really believe it. I'm happy to watch a movie that features monsters from outer space. But, you know, yeah, if we're suddenly confronted by them,
1: well, then, yeah, we have to decide what to do about it. I, I mean, I would suggest that, you know, if suddenly there was a God and he appeared, and yes, the whole heaven and hell thing is absolutely real, then... You and I would be questioning every morally questionable decision we've ever made. I um, might <laughs> we... get into a bit of a panic. Really? Because I, I, I felt a it a reasonably said, you know, good if, person. If, you, if, yeah. you're,
0: if you're only good because you believe, because you're frightened of being punished by a supernatural deity who's watching you then you're not a good person you're just a bad you're just a
1: bad person on a leash i you know i i agree but that's going off on a tangent so this this is the point i'm making there is a world of difference i think between belief in something Mm. and knowledge of a thing oh absolutely yeah Yeah, in in that we are being visited by well, well we don't know if they're aliens or if they're another species from this planet or interdimensional or time travels. We don't know. But I believe that we are being visited by otherworldly beings. Mm. I don't know that. And no. if if tomorrow, if I were to know it as a fact tomorrow, I would struggle to deal with it. I don't think
0: I would. I mean, I... I... I don't believe... I mean, I looked at the same evidence as you and I'm less convinced by it. Yeah. And I'm looking at other factors too. And I'm thinking, okay, on the balance of probabilities, I don't believe that we are being visited by alien beings. I'm prepared to believe that they're out there somewhere, but I don't believe that we're being visited by them. I don't believe that the US government is in negotiations Mm -hmm. with them or developing their technology. But it's only lack of evidence. It's just the difference between you and me is that... For me, the evidence isn't good enough. Yeah. Well, the, the, that's, the, that's, that's because very, there isn't any evidence, it's just, you know, like oh. conveniently, this copper disk just evaporated. I'd say <laughs> there is this?
1: circumstantial evidence, but, um, you
0: know. Um, I would say there's testimony, and even when. People say, well, yes, there footage. is evidence. We're, we <laughs> somehow, for some whatever reason, we can't see it. So there's only testimony that there is evidence, but it's, that's no, just there's testimony. there's video
1: footage of UAPs that NASA have released. That the Yeah, Batman but we don't released. know what those things are. Ah, we don't, absolutely. But we can always say, I believe this is what it is, but yeah. that's what it boils down to. Anyway, I I honestly <laughs> think it would have more profound yeah. effect on you than, than you perhaps mm. realise. <laughs> But uh, do you know what? I'm intrigued to hear what our listeners think on this and about Albert K. Bender. because it sounds very much like Neil that um, you're you're not buying into what he said. Would that be mm, fair? No, I mean yeah, all credit to him.
0: He invented the whole Men in Black thing. Um, that's become a, a cultural icon.
1: The, probably more there than There was, he was a report predating him. Was there?
0: Okay. Yes. yes. Didn't he? Didn't he coin the term "men in black"? Though,
1: not that I'm aware of, but I might be wrong in that.
0: Oh, he said visited by three men dressed in black. Yeah. The silencers, yeah. which is a a, a, um, a Dean Martin film, wasn't it? A a
1: Matt Helm caper. Anyway, let's not go on any more digressions (laughs) because we're running out of time. So, (laughs) yeah, so you don't believe what he says, yes? I don't believe what he says, no. Right. I, I mean, I'm on the fence with it. I I can see other options, I mean, and particularly around his health. Hmm. I can see other possibilities, but... I don't know, um but listeners, you let us know what you think about Albert K. Bender, and let us know what you think if disclosure was to happen tomorrow and we'd have absolute proof, would it turn the world into turmoil, or is humanity ready for that? Hmm. Uh, I think it's being prepared, but I don't think it's anywhere near ready
0: uh, okay uh, I, d- I don't think we're we're being deliberately prepared, but I think we'd be fine with it we've been <laughs> we've seen worse. <laughs> We... ever experienced yeah. anything like it anyway yeah.
1: let us know what you think listeners you can do so via the usual means you can email us direct at aliens at gmail.com you can find us on facebook and twitter and of course you can go to our youtube channel watch our videos leave a comment below and uh, make sure you like and subscribe while you're at it as well that would be much appreciated um, join us next time when we We will be, what we're looking at, oh, yes, we'll be going over to uh, Russia and the Ural Mountains to have a look at some nanotechnology, hundreds of thousands of years old. So don't miss that one. In the meantime, keep watching out for Men in Black, Men in Grey, Shadow People, anyone talking to you telepathically at all, and of course, keep watching the skies
0: and if anyone puts a copper disc in your hand that evaporates uh, give, us a, give us a call or, or send yes. us an email by, by the, 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 the channels that uh, let Stu let has go. just lined and uh, I'll catch you next time <laughs> bye bye
1: Aliens Explored is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit AliensExplored.com.